SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Half an hour of non-stop sporting action thanks to the MoneyWeb team back tomorrow evening at 6pm. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting some cycling. Team principal from uh, Team Dimension Data for Quebec, Douglas Ryder, joining us uh, to talk about their pre-season camp in Cape Town. We'll also be talking some athletics. You'll remember on Friday uh, we spoke to Wesley Bottom from The Citizen about the uh, Athletic South Africa criteria for the Under-20 World Championships uh, and how strict some of that criteria was. I can tell you that Head of Development for Athletics South Africa, Ezekiel Sepeng, will be joining us on tonight's show as well. Let's start off with uh, some news-making headlines. There is live football action taking place right now. Half an hour in to the clash between Baraka FC and Cape Town City uh, at uh, the Cape Town Stadium. And it is goalless, I can tell you right now, uh, in that clash. It's a top-of-the-table clash as well. Should Cape Town City win, they will go top this evening. Coming up at 7.30, Mamelodi Sundowns up against Bidvest Vitz, while Orlando Pirates play Golden Arrows. In news out of Europe, eight matches to look forward to in the UEFA Champions League. Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola, a teenager Phil Foden, is ready to start for the club, but stopped short of saying he will make his full debut against Feyenoord this evening. The 17-year-old was instrumental in England's win over Spain to clinch the Under-17 World Cup in Kolkata in October. Here in the high level, we try to help the young players, but they have to be quality to be with us. It's not just to have fun, it's just to be gentle for the guys for the academy. It's because we, they are there because they have a chance to play with us. So we have a lot of games. I said to the players before the game against uh, Leicester, so be ready, guys, because everybody's going to play. So, and he's going to play another guys with the fresh legs because it's just three days recovering and he's going to play new players. The pick of the United's other fixtures sees Borussia Dortmund host Tottenham Hotspur, Real Madrid away to Apoel and Sevilla. Uh, welcome Liverpool. In rugby news, veteran Australian hooker Stephen Moores confirmed that he will retire from all forms of rugby after Australia's test against Scotland this coming Saturday. And staying with news out of Australia, cricket's uh, vice-captain or the Australian vice-captain David Warner says the neck injury that he picked up during training won't keep him out of the Ashes uh, opener on Thursday. Warner hurt his neck during fielding practice uh, in Brisbane earlier today but says he'll definitely play. Yeah, my neck's quite stiff. Um, I took a high ball out there and I know something just twinged in my neck. So uh, just uh, getting a bit of physio treatment at the moment and hopefully it uh, settles down over the next 24 to 48 hours. I'll try and obviously have a hit tomorrow at some stage. Um, might have to work on my technique a little bit more. Um, probably facing up, but it's, uh, it's quite sore. I haven't really had a, a stiff neck like this one. But, um, but yeah, I'll obviously get some treatment tonight and... Uh, Get some heat pack on there and get some fingers into it and uh, hopefully it's better tomorrow. <laughs> no, I don't think a Sonic's going to keep me uh, keep me out. Warner says his team are excited to take on the English. Yeah, look, I think, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talking um, from players and past players, but at the end of the day we've got a, a game in a couple of days and we've got to, you know, be prepared, ready to go out there and get into battle. And I think, you know, words have been said, it's about the time we get on the cricket and uh, hopefully, you know, there's a... A little bit of uh, a banter out there. Um, I always love that, and I know the crowd does, and I know you guys like writing about it. So hopefully there is a bit out there. 
And finally on to tennis, five-time Grand Slam champion Maria Sharapova is under investigation by Indian police for cheating and criminal conspiracy after the collapse of a luxury housing project that she endorsed. The firm believed to uh, the firm behind the development rather is alleged to have taken millions of dollars from home buyers before the project folded. 30-year-old tennis star travelled to India in 2012 to launch the luxury high-rise apartment complex, which was named Ballet of Sharapova, which uh, prospective buyers were told would house a tennis academy, a clubhouse, as well as a helipad. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some cycling. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And it's been a pretty busy week in Cape Town last week. Every time I step foot out of uh, the Seapoint Studios, uh, I saw a whole bunch of cyclists uh, every second day riding past our offices. And it was uh, Team Dimension Data for Quebec, who are in town uh, on a training camp. We're joined now by the team principal, uh, Douglas Ryder. Doug, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap once again. Must be, must be, must be nice to, to be back in SA for a while. Yeah, no, it is amazing. It was a, it was a, you know, it was a tough end of season, you know, finishing in October with racing in China and then, yeah, now, you know, planning, of course, for our, for our 2018 season and, and just coming off the back of our 2018, you know, camp and, and team building, you know, I guess, you know, training camp in, in, in Cape Town, which was brilliant. The city of Cape Town hosted us. The weather was amazing and, yeah, um, sort of San McCullinan Hotel were always the best that they can be. So yeah, we have our home away from home in Cape Town, which is great. Yeah, there was a lot of planning going on. There was also a lot of uh, a lot of work behind the scenes with regards to hanging out with sponsors and and also some of the the work you guys do with uh, Quebec and uh, a great opportunity for the riders to be exposed to 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 what it is and and the impact that uh, Quebec has on on the ground here in South Africa. Yeah, thanks. I mean, absolutely. The guys, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing opportunity for the team to connect with each, with each other and to, and you know, with our partners, with the staff, and to and to feel the culture of this team and and the culture of South Africa, you know, which is which is critical to you know to the DNA of our team. And so, it's, you know, it's, it's an amazing opportunity to kind of get the new riders, you know, involved and in understanding what what we do, and you know, doing a, a bicycle distribution ceremony to a school. In secondary school in Paul was just absolutely amazing. You know, seeing the riders embrace and interact with these kids that have never ever had a bicycle before, you know, is something that is really special and it really makes them work much much harder during the season, knowing that their success is the success of somebody else. And then we were very blessed to have Mona Duplessis and as our host to go to Robben Island on, you know, on Friday, which was brilliant because you know we are Laureate Sport for good ambassadors, and every single year. Teams I mentioned data for Quebec races, you know, Tour de France and Mandela days on the Tour de France. And as Loris ambassadors and as Mandela being a patron of, of the Loris Sports for Good Foundation, Mornet told an amazing story in the prison to the riders about, you know, the impact that, that Nelson Mandela made in the 1995 World Cup when he was the coach and, and just how this team and how, you know, and how it impacts, you know, other people and, and, and just, kind of our values and our culture and how that's so aligned. So, yeah, I mean, that was just emotional. It was, it was incredible. It was incredibly emotional for Steve Cummings, who went and stood outside Nelson Mandela's cell, and obviously he won that stage on Mandela Day. So, I mean, those kind of things really connect with the guys, and and I think it will connect with them in a deeper way as well when they're racing next season. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think it's uh, the stories that that keep this team together as well. And uh, the team is is growing from strength to strength. Uh, like you said, a challenging season uh, last season, but you set some big goals for for the upcoming season. Tell us a little bit about those. 
Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we brought in some new riders, and of course, the big guys, Louis Mankey's into the team, and we going to ensure that and make and try and get Louis to, you know, to race the Giro d'Italia next year. He's never done one before. He's done seven Grand Tours for Vuelta Spaniards and three Tour de France, and we're going to change the change the program for him a little bit and make him, you know, and ask him to go to the Giro d'Italia to try and go top five and win stages, and then of course the Vuelta to to do two really hard Grand Tours. Over above that, we will be focusing on the classics again. It's incredibly important to do well in the classics. It is a, a big part of, of world cycling and, and, and the monuments. So with Julian Fermat and Tom Yalta Slachter coming into the team, you know, we, we, we believe it because we've got strength there and more depth. So that'll be brilliant. So yeah, we've got some amazing opportunities to do great things and, and Mark Cavendish to, to try and wear the yellow jersey again in the Tour de France if he wins on stage one like we did, you know, a year and a bit ago. So big objectives, you know, a huge team focus, you know, to try and win more and, and, uh, and just, you know, I guess get the gremlin off our back that we the kind of luck was on our back almost the whole season this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, obviously, with Louis back in, in the fold as well, Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, but a, a big play towards GC classifications. It's all good and well, and I know over the years uh, the, the team have, have really gone out for individual stage wins and, and, and race wins, but uh, having Louis back in the fold, uh, it, it, in my mind, uh, puts out a big play that uh, you want to become general classification contenders. Absolutely. You know, Louis is that guy and it's fantastic and it's a privilege to have him back in Team Dimension Data. You know, he, he has put his hand up to do that. He has been, you know, top 10 a few times in the tour. But if you think about, you know, the 2014 Vuelta España or the 2015 Vuelta España, Louis went 10th while he was still riding for us and, and then, you know, Serge Powell went 13th in the Tour de France in 2015. So we, you know, we have been up near the top ten. You know, in you know, in our team at, on the general classification, so it hasn't been a complete, you know, a sprinter's team going for stage wins. But yes, now the focus is changing, and will focus around Louis to become a Grand Tour stage and overall contender. And and you know, Louis shown and that he has the ability to do that, and we hoping that he could potentially go top five in a Giro d'Italia and Vuelta Espana next year and then 2019 and 2020 build to the podium and potentially a win in the Tour de France in, in the next three years. And it's never been done by a South African rider before. It's a massive objective. It's um, it's completely different racing for the general classification in a race like the Tour de France than going for stage wins. The pressure is different. Your team is different. So we and we're ready for that, and we and we and we embrace that, and we and we and we're going to focus on it and see and see what we what is possible and what we can achieve. Doug, not many people. I don't think I've ever told you this, and and I don't think many people on SAFM know this. But I started my career through a talent search uh, about 20 years ago, and I've got a soft spot for 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 whether it's radio or or music sort of talent searches. And and, and you guys ran a pretty interesting one, or have been running quite an interesting one for uh, to find a new under 23 rider. And I've been following it pretty closely. I thought it was fantastic the way it was done. Uh, and you've you've you found a winner. You've you've got a, a new ride in your your under twenty three team. That uh, I mean, all three of those guys were fantastic riders. But tell yeah. us a little bit about the, the the partnership with Zwift and and how that all came about. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you know, we have a we have technology savvy partners and our team that sponsor it. And we've you know we've always wanted to be able to embrace people around the world. And and if you look at cycling and it's most sports teams actually, you often get into an environment and get into a team if you know someone and you have a a path kind of that has guided you or, or you have connections. And, you know, this way we 
could, you know, more than 10,000 people applied, you know, between the ages of 19 and 22 to, you know, to, I guess, ride on the Zwift Academy and through the Zwift programs to try and finally make a spot on our, you know, Team Dimension Data Continental team. And, and three riders eventually then came down to Cape Town now to our training camp, integrated with the World Tour riders when training with them. I mean, guys were sitting there looking at Mark Cavendish thinking, I can't believe I'm sitting in front of Mark Cavendish. And I, you know, six weeks ago, I was riding on my indoor trainer trying to trying to get into this team. So it was completely opened the doors and, and created something that had never been done before. And and these guys, all three of them were exceptional kids and, and amazing guys, super, super talented, but also incredible human beings. And it was a privilege to have them in Cape Town with our team. And eventually, yes, uh, the New Zealander, Ollie Jones, you know, he eventually uh, you know, came out on top. And he will be moving from New Zealand to Italy next year and uh, racing on our continental team. I mean, what a privilege and a pleasure for him. And, and yeah, what an opportunity that was created for guys that, uh, you know, around the people around the world that normally would not even have a hope. Absolutely. And then, Doug, just to, to wrap things up, obviously it, it doesn't have anything to do, but it's got to do with the, the sport in general. BBC ran a, a documentary this week uh, called Britain's Cycling Superheroes, The Price of Success, uh, and there were some uh, scathing interviews with uh, with Sir David Brailsford and uh, Shane Sutton about the use of therapeutic uh, use exemption, TUEs, uh, and they've pretty much admitted that they, they use them to, to, to sort of uh, get a, an edge. Your, your thought on, on that, and, and obviously the, the issues that have, have plagued the sport over years with regards to doping. Uh, you got any, any comment on, on, on that? I'm not sure if you've seen the documentary. No, I haven't. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, we focus on what we need to do. And, you know, we, we're a team that, that races to mobilize people on bicycles. And, you know, and we do that as best as we can. And, we, you know, our riders know that if, you know, if they did something untowards, then, you know, this is the, these are the miles that, they, that they're taking opportunities away from and the kids that they're taking opportunities away from. And we don't, you know, we're not a win-at-all-cost team. We're, we're a team that, that is, is a high-performance team that has incredible coaches and smart people, and we leverage the, you know, as much technology as we possibly can to, to take away the barriers and give our riders the best opportunity to be successful and, and give them you know, the best information so that they can make more informed, better decisions quicker on the bike and, and to try and do better. And I think you know, we've shown over the years how this team has grown, and we've done it the way we've done it with the, with the culture and the passion and and the purpose that we have, and you know, and and we will continue to do that, and we'll continue to, you know, to to make the impact that we make in world sports. And you know, if others are, you know, using, you know, are they, you know, using environments and pushing the envelope and the boundaries, you know, to, you know, right to the line, well then, you know, good luck to them. It's it's, um, it's not our focus, and it's not the way we conduct ourselves. And, you know, we you know we just have a better values and a better you know, ecosystem and ethos and then that. So, you know, good luck to them. Douglas Ryder, team principal for Team Dimension Data for Quebec. Thank you so much for your time once again this evening. Thank Keep you. doing what you're doing, flying the flag and changing lives uh, back here in South Africa through bicycles. We love what you do and uh, can't wait to see how the team goes uh, next season. Thanks so much. Appreciate the call. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is South Africa's news and information leader. We spoke about it uh, last week, Friday. The selection criteria for the under-20 world championships next year as were put out by Athletics South Africa last year and some very, very tough standards, if we have to be honest. We spoke to Wesley Bottom, uh, Athletics journalist for The Citizen, just about some of the times and some of the statistics. So we join now uh, by 
the man from Athletics South Africa who's in charge of development, Ezekiel Sepeng, former uh, Olympic silver medalist as well. Ezekiel, welcome on to SAFM Sports Chat this evening. Thanks for your time. Oh, thank you very much. Ezekiel, obviously, Athletics South Africa want to promote sort of uh, the, the best performances and, and, and excellence within South African athletes. But looking at these uh, times and standards that uh, have been laid out by Athletics South Africa, in your opinion, uh, do you think they fail or do you think they could be possibly a little bit too tough? Look, it, it, it depends on an athlete. For me, personally, I don't think the standards are too tough. Uh, Basically, it's promoting. Remember, we we, we have to move up uh, our rankings. Uh, we've done well last year with the World Youth rank number one, and we were third at the in the seniors. And the next year, it's for the World Juniors. And uh, if you look at those times, actually, those are not even the winning times uh, you can get at, at, at the World Juniors. You know, it's. it's for example, I'm, I'm just going to give an example. When we look at the 800 meters, uh, the juniors at the moment are running close to 144, uh, which is the winning time, and other guys are running 145. And uh, if you look at our guys, our guys are down there at 150. You know, and 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 people can can we can we can we can argue. If you look at it at at at, at the development side of it. And uh, you can also look at it at the performance uh, uh, side of it, yeah. Ezekiel, I, I get it. I, I mean, I, I really, really do. Obviously, you're a former athlete as well, and you race right throughout from junior ranks right through to senior. Surely at, at this stage, at under 20, it shouldn't just be about winning medals. It should be about giving athletes opportunities to race on the global stage so that when they do end up at a senior world championships or at a senior Olympic Games, that they're not overwhelmed by the, by the environment and, and, and where they are and who they're racing against, that you almost want to give them a taste of what it's like to, to compete at that level and then send them home and say, hey, listen, you need to get better if you want to win medals at a world championship, senior world championship or, a, or an Olympic Olympic Games. Do you not think that the carrot's so far out there that that these youngsters, these kids, aren't even going to try and get there because they just think there's no ways I can do it? Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. If you can, if you can look at the, the standard, it says A and B. And, 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 and then when it comes to, to, to juniors or the youth, uh, unfortunately there's no youth uh, uh, from now on, or the juniors, those, those, those will be looked at. You know, there will be athletes that are, are, are qualifying with the big qualifier. And the athletes will be looked at and given an opportunity to go over. We're not, we, you know, it, it is not that the A standard is it's do or die for it. There is an entry standard for IWF, which is mainly our B standard. It's that entry standard of the, 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 the IWF. And yes, correctly what you're saying, that uh, looking for the future, we need to to, to, to to give this artist an opportunity and that's where we're going to look at you know, those who achieve also in the standard. At the same time, we will have uh, athletes that are in the A standard knowingly that these are the potential medalists for us. Yeah. Ezekiel, let, let's just clear this up. The, the, the difference between the B and the A standard. Is the A standard, if, if an athlete achieves an A standard qualification, are they guaranteed to go to the World Championships? If they, get a, B, yes. if they get a B athlete, standard... It is up to Athletic yeah. South Africa Sorry. to take them. Sorry? 
if they get the B standard, is it then up to Athletic South Africa? It's, it's at Athletic South Africa's discretion whether they go or not. Yes. The, 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 the A standard to the athletes is guaranteed for, 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 for a team, and then the B standard, then ASA will sit down and, 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 and look at the athletes as an individually uh, and uh, give the athletes an opportunity. I mean, just one of the examples we spoke about on Friday is the 3,000-meter steeplechase for, for, for women. In order for one of our junior athletes to meet the A standard, they have to beat the senior record. South African record for the 3,000 meter steeplechase. Surely that, that can't means, be right, Ezekiel. That means our record is too low, eh? That means our senior record is too low. So, it, it, you know, it, you get to those events that are, I mean, in South Africa, their records are too low. And uh, we, we, we can't go compare. When you compare that, rep, the time, the record, it, it, it's too low compared to the world standard. That means. Uh, you don't need to compare it like that. I know people will look at it like that, but that means it's too low. Ezekiel, another example is Brayton Poole, who is arguably the best high jumper, junior high jumper in the world right now. Yes. In, order, in order for Brayton to, to, to go, and, and Brayton's qualified already, but the, the, the A standard is eight centimeters shorter than what, what he's qualified. And, and that's for someone who's the best in the world. Eight centimeters is nothing. Yeah. Brighton Pool is, 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 is done very well. It's a potential. You know, when you move from the youth, there's a possibility, you know, if you can follow that same route of uh, just right now, becoming the, the youth champ, the junior champ, and go and win uh, 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 the world champ. And as I said to you, there is uh, uh, those athletes that in the big qualifier, they will be considered. The big qualifier is not there just uh, because it's there. Let's not focus on, 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 on the eight qualifier. If an athlete does that qualifier, there is a chance of being considered for the team. Right. Uh, Ezekiel, which I, I get 100%. My big concern is athletics in South Africa is really struggling to keep young athletes in the sport. And my big concern, and, and I know Wesley Botton had, shares the same, same concerns, is that we are, are not incentivizing these youngsters to stay in the sport. Athletics is competing with sports like football, with rugby, with cricket, where there's obviously there's money involved. These players can have great uh, uh, careers going forward. We need to give these kids a carrot that they can achieve in order to stay in the sport. And, and my concern is Athletics South Africa is not doing that with these youngsters. You know, it, it, yeah. I mean, people are focusing, and I'm, I'm repeating it again. There is an A standard and a B standard. If you run at the B standard, it's an entry for the IWF, and ASA might look at it. might happen that ASA agrees that all the athletes that are in the B standard, they, they might qualify, depending on how many do you have for, 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 for the A standard. So, I, I, I'm not gonna say it's, it's, we, uh, 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 Letting kids out of sport, uh, I think for me it's, it's a matter of, you know, raising the standard. It's not, you're not, you're not in the same league as, as, as USA. You're not in the same league as Kenya where you go to the air trials and one, two, three is automatically, uh, in that qualifying standard and possibly they will go and win the world champs. Somewhere, somehow, we need to raise our standards so that we can be or an athlete, an opportunity to be in that final. But if an athlete, I'm making an example of the 800, if an athlete is relaxed uh, uh, with, 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 with running 150 
And when he gets there, first round, he's out and he's embarrassed. Probably he will not want to come back. So we're raising the, uh, 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 for the athletes also to be able to achieve. I mean, to, to, to aim high and uh, at the same time to be able to achieve. And, and, and I'm repeating it again, it is the aim and the B standard. And uh, I do understand we need more junior athletes into the system. And uh, the A and the B standard, the B standard is not there just to, to, to be a number. The athletes, the athletes that are in the B standard also will be considered yeah. Ezekiel, I understand that 100%. We've also seen sort of athletes that were given, and as you say, B standards where, where they, they've worked hard and they've, they've hit standards that they, they needed to get and have been left at home. Uh, last year's Senior World Championships is a great example of that. And I'm going to pose this question to you. As an athlete, you've raced at these levels, Ezekiel. If you went to a race on an international stage as a 17-year-old, as you did, and you didn't win that race, and, and you got beaten and you got beaten badly, would you have gone home embarrassed or would you have gone home and 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 vowed to go home and work harder so that you could compete better next time. It depends on an athlete, but I I I I will go back home, and uh, that's what has happened to me. I will go back home and work harder, and wanted to go to do better the next time when I step on the track. Yeah, and, and that's exactly the point I'm trying to make, Ezekiel. You, in my mind, you're not giving these kids that opportunity. Athletic South Africa has decided that if they run a 150-800, for example, as you've mentioned, that they're going to be embarrassed and they don't deserve to go. Give these kids an opportunity. That's what, that what, what I'm imploring you. I know the parents of these kids, they know how much work goes into and hours goes into this. I just, my mind, you're not giving these kids the opportunity. And, I know the decisions have been made, but uh, yeah, I, I, I want to. I, 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 I totally disagree, and it's not Asherik South Africa that is um, saying that the athletes uh, that runs one fifth. I was just giving an example, and uh, out of my experience, uh, an athlete also, there is athletes that need to perform very well, and for me, going into a championship where you will not even make the first round. Uh, 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 for me, something has to be done. And as I said again, for our athletes to aim high, we need to set high targets. And the ECD standard, which is the IWF standard, and actually be considered for that. Ezekiel Sepeng, uh, Head of Development for Athletics Africa. Thank you for joining us here on SAFM this evening. Much appreciated. Uh, as we said on Friday, we would give Athletics yeah. Africa right a reply to my chat with Wes Botten. Uh, you've heard their side of the story. Uh, let's see how we go. Let's see how many athletes of these youngsters we end up sending to uh, the Olympics in 2022 yeah. and beyond. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Ezekiel, thanks for your time tonight. Much appreciated. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's it. We'd love to know your thoughts. Do be in touch via social media at SAFM Radio. You can tweet me as well at Big Brad Brown. Uh, yeah, I'm unfortunately not too hopeful about the number of athletes we'll be sending to Tokyo. And that's it for the show this evening. Don't forget as well, if you have any feedback, you can email us sport at safm.co.za. That's the email address. And uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, your comments, suggestions, uh, whatever else you'd like to be in touch about. We're back again tomorrow evening at 6.30. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten. Thank you very much to my team in Johannesburg this evening. Loyola for putting the show together and Zelma for making sure technically and uh, everything was uh, running smoothly and pushing the buttons. Thank you very much. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop. And speaking of 7 o'clock, that's what it is right now. Time for your news.